Welcome to the Workplace Chameleon. Hello, this is Selena. Thanks for joining me today. Okay, so I have called this year the year of relationships. So no matter when you're listening to this, I think it's still going to be true. It is the way we connect with others that helps us navigate uncertainty, that helps us understand our resources, who we have, what we can accomplish, especially in the unknown. And relationships take effort. We've been examining that in the last few episodes in a couple of different ways. But just like our personal relationships take time and attention if they're going to be healthy and effective, so do the ones at work. So I want to connect this to something that I often see around a set of behaviors connected to emotion with defensiveness. Why does defensiveness show up in teams at work? And what can we do to better understand that when our walls go up, those defenses go up, attack mode is in gear? What are our options? So defensiveness is identified as a psychological and behavioral response to a perceived attack or can often be seen as a response to criticism. It can involve a set of feelings around being threatened or reacting in a way that is about protecting oneself from whatever that threat is. While it is not my area of expertise, this has been around since the beginning of humans, right? There's lots of stuff built into us to protect and defend. In this day, in our work, in these organizations, we also know this can manifest in a number of ways, such as becoming argumentative, denying responsibility, or even counter-attacking. Defensiveness can be certainly that natural and normal response to a perceived threat, but it can also become problematic if the habit or automatic response is now preventing effective communication and problem solving. So in my own work, I see this happen when relationships have broken down. I have sat in many meetings listening to the players in the meeting have a discussion over a topic where defenses go up counterattack measures are put in place and they don't hear each other. It's so clouded by all these layers of perception that have been built up over that issue or decades of history. And I often marvel, I can walk out of the room with someone and, and they will say to me, did you see that? Did you understand how that felt like it, that person was attacking me? And in my inside voice, my head is like, I was in the same room with you. That's not what I heard because my role in my relationship is different. So I always have to think about how I respond to that person in that moment and ask them, help me understand. What did you see? How did you understand it? Why did it seem that way to you? Because this is so ultimately 
personal. So if getting defensive at work might be a human, a natural human response when we feel attacked or criticized or misunderstood, it can lead us to more counterproductive or uh, behaviors or more misunderstandings or ongoing damaged relationships. But really, it's a lost opportunity for growth and learning. So I want to break this down a couple of ways today. Number one, I want to look at some tips for preventing getting defensive at work. And this is so much easier for me to say than do, but let's take a look at the research and what some of those reminders are and see if they might just help you today. Number one, practice self-awareness. The first step in preventing defensiveness is to become aware of our own patterns and triggers. I like to call them hot buttons. I also, in my coaching, will say, I want your early warning detection system on. When do you know how you'll react in difficult situations? Or what are some of those physical and emotional sensations that you can detect are bubbling up? I want that on your radar, like radar on the outskirts coming in so that you see those blips on the radar as getting closer to you so you can manage through them. So self-awareness remains really important, but consider your early warning detection. How can you notice it's coming? Certain person, certain topic, what are your hot buttons? But also in play, you might know that person and that hot button But when it starts bubbling up, when you start feeling that emotion rise or you feel the physical sensation that you associate with that defensiveness, can you call it? Can you do you know what's about to happen? Now, one of the reasons relationships are at risk with this is because we don't listen well. So number two, listen actively. When someone gives you feedback or criticism, listen actively and really try to see it from their perspective. Avoid interrupting them and clarifying what information are you hearing, what do they mean by it, and can they give you some examples. Effective listening is so stinking hard, right? Because... Now our brain starts going and the emotions might start bubbling up and we want to protect. We can't. Now, I am not saying we can't protect what you should protect, but you need to have a better understanding of what to protect by figuring out what's coming at you. And maybe that'll just give you an opportunity where you don't have to go on the defensive because you heard them in a new way. Which leads me to number three, it's important we stay calm. Trying to stay calm and avoid reacting emotionally can be really tough. So go back to your breath. Take a deep breath. Count to 10 or 100 (laughs) or 1,000. Take a break before you need to respond if that's possible. What calms you? 
Maybe if you're in the moment in that meeting, take a long drink of water or, you know, coffee, if it's a drinkable temperature that you can do that with. But that's a great pause method in the moment in a meeting. Take a long swig of water and give yourself that pause. Sometimes we can take longer, but sometimes we're in it. Now, if you can't step away from that conversation right now, then maybe you need to give your listener an indicator that you just need a moment to process that and to take that deep breath. Maybe make a note in front of you. Also, writing down a couple of key points can give you that pause before you respond. Number four, avoid blaming or attacking because that's now going to build up their I'm not saying don't protect you, but if you go on the attacked, now we have two protecting people or more not talking about the real stuff. We know the power of I statements. I am concerned. I've heard you, which is the opposite of you said this. You need to do this. When we use the word you, it goes on attack mode. It often puts the other person's defenses up and it doesn't get you into the conversation. So it's a great time to practice changing your approach at that moment and say, I'd like to know more. I hear your concern. You might even just have to be honest with them in a way to say, I'm really hurt by this. Or I'm really concerned that this is the way you feel. And you can still express some strong emotion in that moment without going on attack. Number five, take responsibility. If there is some truth in that criticism or feedback, own it and offer how you're going to work on improvements. Sometimes the very act of us doing that simply paves the way then for them to also do it. And number six for this section, seek support. If you're struggling with defensiveness at work, consider seeking support from a coach, a mentor, or a mental health professional. All of us need resources, and there are many others who are trained, who can support this and support you to work through your patterns and to develop some new skills. Preventing defensiveness is really a skill that takes practice and patience. So be kind to yourself and others while you're focusing on creating that better environment. But there is one area that I often see connected to defensiveness that I'll, I think I'll take a few minutes here to add into this episode, and that is related to self-esteem. So self-esteem is the process that how do you build a positive, realistic view of yourself, your abilities, and your potential? There are times when we get defensive because it feels like a personal attack. And there is some value, I believe, in focusing in that moment of what you have to offer. Some of you know the phrase that I use, you have something to offer, you have something to learn. So do I, by the way. 
So if you can increase your self-esteem, be more confident in who you are and what you offer, there is an opportunity then that your defensiveness will go down. So let me offer a couple of areas to consider in this topic. If you can identify and challenge that own your own negative self-talk, paying attention to those negative thoughts that run through your mind, challenge them. Ask yourself if they're really true or if they are just really unhelpful beliefs you have developed over time. Number two, focus on your strengths. Okay, right now, if you are not driving, can you take out a piece of paper and just help me out with something? I want you to name five key strengths, skills, or accomplishments that you're super proud of. Five key strengths, skills, or accomplishments that you have that you're like, now this is not boasting. This is not an ego thing. This is a confidence thing. You know some stuff. You've built some skills. You've achieved some things that were important to you. So we need to celebrate those and keep those in mind because when you are more confident in that, it shows. And when you can own that space, sometimes other people attack because they have low self-esteem. There's been a adage used for a long time of high road versus low road. And high road is taking often the road less traveled. It's the higher professionalism. It's the higher, more positive response. It's not going as they would say, to the gutter to duke it out. Okay, I explained that really badly. High road versus low road. So when you focus on your strengths, it's easier to take the high road. It's not a an ego thing. It's a confidence piece that no matter how big or small your accomplishments may have been, no matter what you try to do to be a better version of you, to find confidence in that, and practice it. We also do need to practice self-care. It's really hard to not go on the defensive or protect if you're exhausted, right? You're more likely to go to that space if you are physically, emotionally, and mentally not in good health. So our self-esteem goes up, by the way, when we get enough sleep, when we eat in more healthy patterns, when we exercise regularly, when we engage in activities that make you feel good. Number four, another way to boost self-esteem is to set your own achievable goals and work towards them. That can boost your confidence and your sense of self-worth. So when somebody else goes on attack mode, you're ready. Because number five, you support your, you surround yourself with positive people. You spend time with people who support and encourage you and decide not to spend time with negative people who bring you down or make you feel bad about yourself. And number six, here's an interesting one, especially as related to defensiveness. You need to try a few new things. You need to challenge yourself by trying new things or taking on new challenges because that builds confidence and self-esteem. And when confidence and self-esteem are stronger, you're going to be able to respond to somebody else's criticism better. 
While building self-esteem is a process and it takes time and effort, finding small positive changes in your thoughts and behaviors every day can help you identify the progress you're making. So we know that if you t- if if we need to build good positive relationships at work with our teams, with our managers across departments, inside the organization, outside the organization, good healthy relationships mean we have to be able to deliver constructive criticism or feedback to each other. And I need you to receive that well. Now, I am not saying they're right. I'm saying that especially, and I hold leaders to a higher level on this, we need to be able to receive that feedback, process it, learn from it, honor if the other person is doing this with good intent, honor their effort. And yet we know we can get stuck in this defensive protective mode. So when that is happening to you in the moment, we can do those things we just mentioned in terms of practicing self-awareness, listening actively, staying calm, avoid blaming back, taking responsibility, and seeking support. But you can be even more ready for that so that your radar is even clearer and that you can choose a response better by boosting your own self-esteem. This all does come back to taking some responsibility on the job in that moment. So we need to continue to be accountable, to take responsibility for your own work and actions, own those mistakes and take steps to fix them without blaming others, be proactive, take initiative on what you can do to improve your work or your team's work. Don't, be wait, don't wait to be told what to do. We have to continue to work on communicating effectively, clearly, and respectfully to share ideas, concerns, progress updates. It's so important that we do this in collaboration as a team player, offering help to others when needed and being open to the feedback and suggestions. We know it's important to learn from our mistakes and set goals It is also critical that we are adaptable, that we demonstrate flexibility and adaptability to changes because they're going to continue to happen. So remember, taking responsibility is not only about doing your job well, but it's it's, it's taking that to the next level to commit to your team and your organization. And when we do that, we are less likely going to go in wicked protect mode or defenses when walls are built because when the relationship is stronger, we're more likely to give that person the benefit of the doubt and see them with positive intentions. So I can say all of that. Oh, and I even have some challenges putting this into practice. See, these topics are really good for me too. What can we do with this today? Look for right now where those defenses go up, where those walls are built, or when you tend to go into attack mode, identify why. I'm not saying other people are always out there with good intentions. I I get that. But I want you known for good things. And when you go stubborn, 
where you go quiet, where you go attack mode. It is not the best version of you that we could see. So on behalf of the Workplace Chameleon, learn something new today. Smash mental health stigmas. And in the words of my daughters, now telling me this, and make good choices. Until next time, this is Dr. Selena.